I don't want people to hear me say, well, I'll just fast for weight loss and that's all I'm going to do. Stop focusing on weight loss and put the focus on health gain because the health gains are so much more valuable. And oh yeah, by the way, as you're gaining health, you will lose weight as well in the process. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella and it is my extreme pleasure to bring someone to you who I've listened to for years. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Moore joins us today. You may have heard of Mr. Moore in the past because he has been on the health and wellness scene since losing an enormous amount of weight. I can't wait for you to tell us about that, Jimmy. Um, In the 2004-2005 time frame, so in podcast world, that's about one million years, Jimmy. (laughs) That's about right, Ella. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's so good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, man. I, w- I was podcasting when podcasting wasn't cool. <laughs> Is it cool yet? It's getting there okay, because I'm of down. you. It's all your fault that it's cool now. <laughs> well, Jimmy, you host the show Live in La Vida Low Carb, which I just like yep. to say, and I can never say it normally. Always you got to sing it. Like, you got to go, I know, Live in like La Vida Low Carb. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. But Jimmy, man of many talents, you've also authored the wildly popular Keto Clarity, also Cholesterol Clarity. I know you wrote the Ketogenic Cookbook. And Mm -hmm. now with Dr. Jason Thong, you have written the Complete Guide to Fasting. And that, my dear, is why I called you. (laughs) Well, thank you. So, Jimmy, this is, I love how you refer to fasting as the F word. The other F word, yes, it is. Well, because it it is. is. When you hear it, you just recoil, don't you? (laughs) I think most of us do, Ella, and I think uh, part of that is just we've never lived in a society where we've been without. And so we don't know what it's like to go without eating for periods of time. And so it's an F word to people, and I blame dietitians. I blame uh, nutritional health experts and all these people that tell you you need to eat every three hours or your brain's going to explode. That's basically what they're telling us. And so, you know, what we're trying to communicate with the new book is, hey, look, go periods of time without eating and look at how your health will improve, you know, anywhere from and think about it this way. You go to you you eat at six o'clock at night, uh, your dinner, and then you go to bed and then you wake up the next morning. You have breakfast at eight o'clock. Guess what? You just intermittent fasted for 14 hours. So you're fasting already. All we're saying is maybe just skip that breakfast meal, go straight to lunch, and you go 16 to 18 hours between meals. That's an intermittent fast and will give such health benefits. I want to paint a picture first of sort of where you come from. So if we flash back 15 years, you're... Thank That was outstanding. <laughs> the year is 2003, and you weigh more than 400 pounds. Yes, I was 410 pounds. And Jimmy, you are no longer 410 pounds. No, I'm significantly less than that now. (laughs) So walk me through how you came across fasting for the first time, because you, what I love about you and your style is that 
the things that I can relate to, which is I love food. And (laughs) the first time I learned about fasting, it was in a completely different space. And I just like, I reacted the way that I think you did when you first heard about it. And I'm like, why, why, why would I starve myself? (laughs) And I love calling it the F word because that's what it feels like when you're, when you're thinking about in that context. Can you tell us a little bit about your early experiences, Jimmy? Oh my goodness. And and let me set the stage a little bit because I didn't just go from 410 pounds to fasting. Right. Uh, there was a little bit of a step in there. And I would say most people, if you're listening right now and you're even thinking about fasting as an F word and it's just not appealing to you at all, it's okay. Let me just say that right, right off the bat. It's okay that you think it's wackadoodle because so did I. Um, and when I was 410 pounds and drinking 16 cans of Coca-Cola a day, eating whole boxes, a little Debbie snack cake, going to McDonald's at least twice a day, I understand eating and eating. And oh yeah, by the way, did I tell you that I ate a little bit? So, mm. so I, that's how I got to be 410 pounds. And then, uh, I was able to lose weight in 2004 with a low carb, high fat diet, the Atkins diet. And it just was one of those things that was methodical. Like I first changed my diet and got basically that under control. Then once I added that, I started looking at, you know, vitamin supplementations and got that into my into my world. And then this fasting thing came along in 2006, which was a couple of years after I uh, did my diet and lost the weight. And I thought it was stupid, Ella. I thought, why would you star- starve yourself? That makes no sense at all. And it, and it was only from all these people I had been interviewing on my podcast over the years kept mm. bringing up the F word. And I'm going, well, you people shut up about fasting. I don't want to hear about this. Stop it. I love, I love food too much. Stop it. Stop it. So I finally was convinced, but it took me until 2011 before I really gave it a try. Um, and I tried intermittent fasting first. Again, you have to get a nutrient-dense diet uh, into your life to make intermittent fasting so stupid easy. Let me tell you guys, if you're not eating real food already, that's, that's how you're going to intermittent fast pretty spontaneously and easily. And it wasn't until I did that, that I was able to intermittent fast. Uh, and then, you know, start this way. Maybe you go, um, ketogenic, uh, which is low carb, high fat, like I did in 2004 or whatever your healthy diet is. That's totally cool too. Then try cutting out all the snacks. So, you know, we usually eat breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, midnight snack. In fact, Taco Bell used to call the midnight snack the fourth meal, Ella. But cut out the snacks. And then after you kind of nail not eating snacks between meals, maybe cut out one meal. So maybe you cut out your breakfast or your lunch meal and see how you do. That's called an intermittent fast. And then maybe cut out a couple of meals and and eat once a day, which is 24-hour fasting. And all of this just gives you incredible benefits. I don't want this to be mysterious to anybody. You're not going to die. I'm currently in day number 12 of a fast. So I am not dead right now, unless I'm a walking dead, uh, Ella. But (laughs) you can survive and you will see benefit in your health. Well, I love how much you share in the book because you talk about how you tried to do a fast in the early days and it was a bit of a flop. Um, You then heard, and you'll have to tell me his last name, you heard Dr. Thomas... Seafried. Seafried, thank you so much. You heard Dr. Thomas Seafried talk about healing and that is really where I want to spend some time with you today. Can you tell us that story? 
So in 2009 on the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show, it was way back in like episode 300-something. I'm at 1,200 now, but 300-something at the time. And he, at the very end of our interview, we were talking about ketogenic diets and as it relates to cancer and treating cancer. Uh, he's one of the preeminent researchers in that realm. And at the very end of our interview, he just kind of threw this in there as an afterthought. He said, yeah, if you want to prevent cancer, just don't eat for seven days once a year. And I went, wait, what? I I remember I was like in stunned Mm -hmm. silence. What? (laughs) And at that time, I was not even intermittent fasting. But that that did have a profound effect on me now embracing fasting to the fullest and, and loving it. Because when you start talking about diseases like cancer, which there is no real solution to right now, it really will wake you up. And there's a lot of cancer in people's lives. And if you just fast, as in don't eat for seven days, just once uh, per year, one week per year, how easy is that? As a preventative measure. And is this yes. something that he has employed in his practice? Yeah, so he's a researcher, so he's looking at it from animal model perspectives, and some of his animal models have been now applied into human studies as well. So he doesn't have a practice per se. He's a professor, um, and he he uses this in his research. Um, But yeah, there are people that actually are using this in practice um, using a ketogenic diet, which is his primary um, research, but the uh, fasting goes right along with ketosis as well. Well, and that's where, you know, enter in your writing partner, Dr. Jason Fung, who is a medical doctor, and yep. he employs this technique in his practice and treats people for type 2 diabetes and obesity, and he, yep. he actually authored the Obesity Code. Now, Dr. Fung does, in fact, use this in his practice with people every day, is what I'm understanding. He does. He has well over a thousand patients that he's put on some kind of a fasting protocol as short as 12 hour intermittent fast to as long as 200 days in a row. He had one morbidly obese, very severe type two diabetic that was about to have limbs amputated. So he was in bad shape. He had to fast for a long time. Um, and he's seeing incredible results, which you, you see stories of them all throughout our book. So, Jimmy, that's what I want to talk about with you today, because I want to touch on some of the very obvious benefits that people think of when they think of fasting, weight loss, um, even anti-aging. I'd like to talk about those two. As a preface, however, to the main reason I wanted to bring this information to light, and that is the healing benefits of fasting. So that's where I want to go. Um, But let's talk about the obvious. Let's talk about weight loss. So you had lost like a ton of weight before you ever employed any fasting protocols into your life. But Jimmy, it seems impossible that anyone who engages in fasting is not going to shed some weight. What separates that from some sort of psychotic diet that somebody would do? (laughs) So here's the, here's the uh, bottom line with weight loss on a fast. A lot of people say, well, yeah, you can go on a fast and not eat anything at all and lose weight. But once you start eating again, all of that weight comes back on. That's the notion that people have in their minds. Mm -hmm. But what we talk about in the book and Dr. Fung has seen this in his clinical practice is that at most you will lose a half a pound of body fat per day that you fast. And so let's say you fast for 10 days, just as an example, that means you should have lost five pounds of body fat. Well, on the scale, you're probably going to lose 
somewhere around maybe 10 pounds mm -hmm. on the scale. Well, of course, when you start on a fast, you're dumping water from the glycogen stores that are being emptied. So you're getting rid of a lot of water. So there is a lot of water weight that goes away when you first start a fast. And then, of course, when you start eating again, that water can come back on to your body as well, which makes weight gain come back. But you don't gain it all back. That's the thing I want people to know is, you know, when you go on a fast, you're going to lose an obligate amount of weight. But think of that half pound a day. So if you have, let's just say you have 20 pounds to lose, you need to cumulatively fast for 40 days. Now that doesn't mean in a row. <laughs> Don't freak out on Thank me now. God. Maybe you can fast for seven days and then take a week off and then seven more days and take a week off and seven more until you get to 40 days and you should have that 20 pounds off. So if weight loss is your goal, it's a very simple process for doing it. Um, and, and that's the beauty about fasting. There's no gimmicks. There's no rules. You just start when you want to start, end when you want to end, and get the results over time. So dive into this with me for just a moment. And sure. I know you know your stats, and I know you know the science of this, and I want to stay at like a USA Today level here. <laughs> but, that's, my, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> can you talk to me about the role of insulin and what happens to us every time we eat? And then Therefore, what happens when we fast with regard yes. to insulin and why does that matter? Great questions. And, and it comes to the very heart of why you're fasting. Because most people walking around have very high insulin levels and may not even know it. Insulin comes on the radar screen of most people, Ella, only when they become type 2 diabetic or type 1, but mm -hmm. type 2 especially – uh, and so that's the only time people even think of, think about insulin being relevant to them. But let me tell you guys, if you have any kind of obesity, if you have any, uh, problems with your blood sugar, maybe staying a little bit elevated. And if you're not already testing your blood sugars, you should be. So go get you a glucometer, Walmart, Walgreens, they sell them. They're cheap. Go get them. And it get, tells you so much about your health. But insulin is the key. You want to have as low of an insulin as you can. Uh, most people are in double digits and you probably should be closer to under five. And so here's what you do. Uh, carbohydrates are stoking that that insulin. So if you're eating a lot of pasta and, and rice and bread and all these things that you think are healthy, like whole wheat bread, you know, whole grain pasta, all these things, they're not because they're stoking that insulin. And then protein can also stoke an insulin response. That shocks people. Well, chicken breast is very healthy. Well, no, it's not. When you eat too much protein for your body, there's this big, long G word I wrote in Keto Clarity called gluconeogenesis. And so it's a long, fancy-schmancy word keeping it at USA Today uh, level, just to mean new way to make glucose. So your body is very efficient at making sugar, glucose, from protein. So that's another thing that's going to spike your insulin. And even fat in your diet, which is about the lowest insulogenic thing that you could possibly consume, even it can raise your insulin, even slight amounts. So when you're eating, you're stoking insulin and that can cause any number of chronic diseases from type 2 diabetes to heart disease to uh, PCOS. I mean, the list goes on and on. Think of every chronic disease, cancer, all of those things get worse. Alzheimer's disease, dementia. So when you don't eat, guess what happens, you guys, to that insulin? It has to go one way. 
and that one way is down. Mm. And when it goes down, it's a, it's an amazing process to see the body start to heal. I can tell you with some of these longer fasts, you know, I, I deal with insulin resistance, which is pretty hard uh, to deal with because my body doesn't respond to all those foods in the normal way. Some people can eat carbs and protein and fat and not have any negative effects from that insulin spike. But for people like myself who used to eat very poorly, that becomes uh, sluggish, so to speak. So that's where insulin resistance comes into play. So when I fast, I notice things clear up. Like I don't have skin problems anymore. In other words, I used to get like zits and things like that that would pop up. They go away. Do you have any of those skin tags on your body anywhere? If you have a skin tag on your body right now, you are insulin resistant and fasting is a great way to help deal with that. I mean, the list goes on and on of all the positive benefits. Of course, your brain health gets better when you're in a fast. People think they'll just be when they're fasting, but you're not. You're on such a mental sharpness, um, a mental high. Like I said, I'm 12 days into an extended fast. Do I sound like I'm sluggish in any way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to ask you about that. But, but I have to ask you really quickly, what's your goal? My goal is to heal the insulin resistance. I've had this since, uh, well, basically, I built it the first 32 years of my life. Right. So it may, may take the next 32 years of my life to unravel it all. Um, and so that's my ultimate goal. I, I don't want people to hear me say, well, I'll just fast for weight loss and that's all I'm going to do. If you're doing that, I mean, that's cool and all, but stop focusing on weight loss and put the focus on health gain because the health gains are so much more valuable. And oh yeah, by the way, as you're gaining health, you will lose weight as well in the process. I, I could not agree more. This is not a weight loss show. And I just, if, if, if everybody only hears one thing, it's to pursue wellness so that weight loss can ensue. But the focus is on pursuing our best health. And again, what what brought this to my attention and what had me actually run out and get the book is because I had, it just was very timely and I was looking at fasting as a way of healing some of my gut disorder, if you will. Yes. And so I'll insert a little bit of my story here because I've been very open recently with everybody, Jimmy, that I have been dealing with weight gain over the past year and it's freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> And then it leads to things like hormonal imbalance. And then you think, oh, I have a sluggish thyroid. And then it becomes one million other things. And then I I got super, super, super muddied and confused and really frustrated. Yeah. And then I just (laughs) dialed it way back. And I started looking for simple and timeless answers. And fasting, of course, has a, has a a history, a legacy that goes back for millennia. Um, we won't get into that today, but what really got me interested in this again, because frankly, Jimmy, I turned away from this subject, like about face. I completely rejected, turned away from the subject when the, the context in which I was hearing about fasting and trying it myself was very like lean out bodybuilding world spilling over very trendy. And I just, I tried it, then it backfired, then I rejected it, and then I just was like, ah, don't tell me not to eat. Um, I want to talk about (laughs) why I came back, and why I came back was the anti-aging and the healing benefits. So talk to me about the anti-aging, because what I read is that when we overeat, which is something that I'm prone to doing, and so is 
so many of the folks that are with us right now. Um, yes. Overeating suppresses your human growth hormone by more than 80%. It can. It has the potential to. And you you have this amazing statistic in the book that says in one study in um, 1992, a two-day fast stimulated human growth hormone by a factor of five. A two-day fast stimulated mm-hmm. HGH by a factor of five. Jimmy, why on earth should we care about that? <laughs> Well, and, and we should also care about this big, uh, long A word. I'm going to go all, all geeky on you Do again, <laughs> but I think it's important. Autophagy. So if you don't know what that is, go to, go look up on Google autophagy. That's how it's spelled phonetically. Uh, but basically the guy that won the Nobel prize in medicine this year, uh, was, uh, talking about the effects of fasting on autophagy. So what is autophagy? It's basically where all these dead old cells get renewed. And so fasting helps make that happen. And if you're constantly feasting all the time, autophagy cannot happen. I mean, you can't renew the cells. And so basically think of fasting, even one as short as that study that you just cited is two days. Although I'd say if you get through two days, you want to go a little longer, Mm -hmm. but two days and you're able to see such incredible improvements. And of course, never mind the lowering of the inflammation at the same time, the lowering of the insulin, like we just talked about, all of those things are going to make you uh, live longer and look younger. I know a lot of you like to try to stay young looking and you've got concerns about wrinkles. You've got concerns about this and that in your in your aging. Fasting is a really good tool to have in your toolbox to give it a go and to keep that that young beauty that you want. Well, I have been paying attention to studies and then just anecdotal evidence, just honestly, just looking at people who are doing this. Um, yep. Again, not in the lean out, look amazing on Instagram, like yes. not in that category. Um, the category of people who are trying to reverse some of the damage that they've done previously to themselves yes. or if they have a condition, that sort of thing. And their skin looks so different after, say, a seven-day fast and much less mm-hmm. a 21-day fast. I mean, you're going to be glowing, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to be able to see you from people say that. Here. I do updates on, on Periscope daily during my fast, and that's the first thing people noticed I didn't really share anything about those kind of changes and people are like, wow, your face just looks so much like yeah. brighter and, and it just looks clean. And I'm like, um, thank you. <laughs> and again, is that because of just the cellular turnover? I mean, I, can you, can you bring this home for us just a little bit? Because yeah. one thing I do know that I read and watch me butcher this fact, you can, you can, you can say this much more intelligently than I can, but the cellular turnover of course is happening all the time in your body, but in your yes. gut, which is where I'm trying to focus mm-hmm. every 72 hours, you're dealing with a whole new like cellular ball game. Yes. And <laughs> that's, that's what the doctors call it. Cellular ball game. Um, yes. and so that's what Ella I, calls it. That's right. And I'm going, if I can just do a proper three day fast, I'm dealing with like a new gut in a way. Of course I'm, I'm overstating this, but can you speak to that just a little bit? I mean, how cool and how easy is that? Now, again, get over your fear of the F word, the other F word, and three days of fasting can turn over the cells in your gut. I mean, how incredible is that, especially with all that we know, uh, the relationship between our gut health and our total health. It just makes sense. Why would you not try it? Mm-hmm. I just know it works. And I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in other people that have been doing fasting 
even when I thought it was the F word and these people were trying to tell me about these benefits and I was going la 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 la. It's like I wasn't wanting to hear until the time was right that I needed to heal my body. So I say, people, just give it a try. What's the worst thing that can happen? You will not die if you don't eat for three days. I might eat my young. That's probably the worst <laughs> thing that could happen. So in the book, you and Dr. Fung, you talk about treating how in his practice, as I mentioned before, that he's actually treating and healing people with type 2 diabetes. What other sorts of things do people go toward fasting or intermittent fasting to heal in your experience and in your your many, many, many years of working with people and talking oh, with them? Oh, my gosh. Anything that's on that insulin resistance spectrum. So you mentioned type 2 diabetes but really PCOS, which is what a, a lot of women deal with, mm -hmm. that's a sign of insulin resistance, you guys. And so if you have PCOS, you're like right next to being diabetic. So, or you might even be diabetic. It's just a sister uh, condition of that. Um, and, and really anything, uh, again, on that uh, diabetes spectrum, the insulin resistance spectrum. So the point and the reason why the healing takes place in a lot of these kind of conditions that people are dealing with is because you're lowering the blood sugar and by extension, you're lowering the insulin. It all comes back to that insulin again. If we can get insulin to a low enough level, people will be healed. And, and it happens day in, day in and day out. Obesity is another one, obviously, that people deal with. Um, really, any chronic disease, you're going to see benefits when you start fasting. Well, I'm going to selfishly interject my story here because if I Please. have a chance to talk to Jimmy Moore and get his <laughs> advice, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah, um, go ahead. If I understand you correctly, in, in layman's terms, insulin does like two things. It allows the body to sort of immediately start using the food as energy, like converts food to energy. Or um, I would even say more correctly that it would let you tap into the proper energy source that the body can use efficiently and over the long term rather than this really high, quick uh, energy source in the form of glucose. You want to burn up fat and, and then the byproduct of the fat burning becomes ketones. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't have said that. So, and then... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. And then insulin helps you store excess energy, which really, as we yes. know, ends up making us fat. Well, if and we're that not fat using it, if we're not like active or using it at the moment, or I mean, right. insulin's a double-edged sword is kind of what I'm getting at. Insulin is a good thing in as much as when we need to have energy stored, uh, it's there for us to store. But here's the thing. Most people walking around have too much energy on their body. They just can't tap into that energy on their body. This is why when you're eating carbohydrate, protein, and fat, which is all food, all food is made up of those three macronutrients, when you're eating those things, you're stoking insulin, which does not let you access those fat stores for energy. So how do you access basically the deep freezer, so to speak? The way you access it is you lower the insulin. So how do you lower the insulin? Well, starting off with a low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diet certainly helps, and a lot of people do see benefit from just that. But if that's not enough, that's where the, that's where the other F word comes into play, and fasting is an amazing way to tap into that. Now, on this current fast that I'm doing, I actually am testing for the presence of ketones, which is the byproduct that's telling me that fat is burning very efficiently in my body. 
So it basically, ready for third grade speak again, it basically <laughs> switches off your sugar burning mechanism very, very quickly, much more quickly, fasting does is what I'm referring yes. to, and flips on your fat burning switch. Within two to three days versus maybe for some people, two to three weeks with a ketogenic diet. Okay. Okay. So that's money. <laughs> money. Okay. Because the decreased insulin is like one of the biggest and most consistent benefits of fasting. And that's the goal. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's what I did. So I went from being, um, very, very athletic. Um, I'm a competitive triathlete, but amateur style, you know, age grouper, if you will. And I went from that to having just, um, enormous amount of, um, work demands with a new business that I've talked about before in the past. So my listeners have walked down this road with me before short version, my lifestyle changed, my eating habits changed, but my appetite stayed. Right where it was when I was, you know, exercising 24 hours a week. And so I, every time I ate, you know, take the exercise piece out of it because it went back down to like normal, normal, normal threshold. Every time I ate, I was stimulating my insulin. Mm-hmm. And every time I was stressed and eating, I, was, oh, that's I might a double as well have just like taped the food to my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Stress is a big one. And even if you're fasting, and th- this is one thing I found in my own uh, experimentation with both ketogenic diets and fasting, if you're stressed, no diet in the world, no exercise routine in the world is going to overcome the negative effects that happen to your health. And it will hit you hard. And guess where it hits, Ella? Surprise, surprise, it raises your insulin levels. Of course it does. Yes. So the vicious circle begins, right? And so then, like I said before, then it triggers, then your hormonal balance goes off. So then you start chasing that rabbit hole. And then someone says, oh, well, then your thyroid sluggish. So you start chasing that rabbit hole. And the truth is, like I alluded to before, when I just chilled out, out and yes. I was like, hold on, I, I need to address my disordered relationship with food, like being stressed and eating, no bueno. So when I started reading more about this, I realized I needed to give my body a break. Um, mm-hmm. And just reducing the number of hours that I'm intaking food and simplifying my meals and just reducing my eating window immediately, immediately helped. I went from not being comfortable in my clothes then to not being able to put on some of my clothes, then to immediately, like immediately within, within three days, um, of just intermittent fasting, Jimmy, uh, within three days, my inflammation went down so much. And by inflammation, you know, it's what I would have called five years ago. I just would have called it bloating, Bloating, (laughs) but really like I was inflamed and my whole body just chilled out because I was allowing it to rest. And so I was like, Oh, Okay, now you have my attention. Maybe fasting isn't crazy cuckoo, and maybe it's, it's not an F word. <laughs> no, it's an F word. <laughs> it's still an F word, but not as bad. Yeah. So, so I am building up here to a real desire to sort of finish healing my gut, if you will. Not that this is, you know, a race that has an end point, but I really want to definitively heal my gut and feel like I'm starting from a clean slate. So I'm building up to wanting to do a three-day fast. And that's where you come back into the picture, Jimmy, because can we just please talk about hunger? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about hunger. Is that what you said? Yes, because a three-day fast scares the ever-living hell out of me. Yes. So here's the thing. I think we need to look at the F word as a progression. 
So if right now it just freaks you out to even think about fasting, then don't think about fasting. Mm -hmm. Just think about one thing first. If you're not already eating real food, go to real food Mm -hmm. because that will be a, a good way to start nourishing your body and let your body naturally tell you those signals when to eat and when not to eat. Um, ding dongs and coke and uh, ho hos and fruit loops and coca cola are not real food so we know that so right. don't eat those things eat broccoli kale beef cheese you know avocado olive oil those kinds of things all of those are going to nourish your body so when you do that you find you probably don't need to snack anymore so cut out the snacks in your day as the next step this is a natural progression of fasting I'm telling you about. Mm-hmm. So once you cut out the snacks, then maybe say, you know what, I'm going to cut out one meal. So maybe I can skip breakfast or skip lunch. So cut out that one meal. And then once you've conquered that and you're starting to probably at this point see benefits from doing that, if you're seeing great benefits, then stop there. If you're not quite seeing the benefits that you want, then try cutting out a couple of meals where you're eating one meal a day and that one meal will be pretty substantial because it's got all your calories for the day. So make sure you you eat enough. Don't don't undereat. But try eating one meal. That's a 24 hour fast at that point. Then if you're still not seeing results, then maybe push it to these two to three days. And if that's freaking you out by that point, you've kind of built that fasting muscle up. I mean, I'm doing a 21 day fast right now, but I didn't just jump to 21 days. You you talked about my story earlier where I just vehemently hated fasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was 2006 that I learned about it. I didn't even think about trying to do anything until 2009 and didn't actually do anything until 2011. So it took me five years to kind of get my head around even going to this. So I get the trepidation, you guys, which is why we wrote this book. We wanted to demystify it. But three days at that point, once you kind of go through that natural progression, Ella, is not as bad as you think. And nothing ever is, right? But (laughs) I started, you know, as with anything, I'm like, that's a good idea. And I go hard charging at it. I'm like, I won't eat for three days. And six hours later, six hours (laughs) later, I'm like, oh, redo. (laughs) Um, And then my husband was, um, I was sharing some of the literature with him. And he's like, oh, this is what we're doing now. Okay. And (laughs) And you know what he did, Jimmy? He didn't eat for three days and drank water and was glowing after three days and lost. And was loving it probably. (laughs) He lost 20 pounds and he, he put, wow. as you said, he put, um, he put something like 12 back on. That's a net loss of yes. eight pounds of that's body right. fat. And that's good. I mean, it's amazing. And he just did it. He just said, uh, you know, I, I, I that's compelling. I'm going to try it. He did that's it. A dude it got thing. him great. And still, and I'm like, I don't tell me not to eat. Don't tell me not to eat, you know? And I'm, and I'm roaming around the house going, I can't eat. So all I think about is, is eating the yeah. intermittent fasting has been a beautiful baby step for me. And again, I've done this before. I've tried it before, but it wasn't in the right context. If do you, does that make sense? It does. And I think having the right mindset and being ready for wherever you're going to go in your fast is is smart because if your if your mind's not in it you're going to fail. And, and get this you guys, the first time, maybe the second, third and fourth time you ever fast, you're going to fail. And let me tell you, it's okay. We've all had to start somewhere. We've all had to crash and burn. I guess that goes with anything in life, Ella, but mm. especially with fasting, you're going to fail. So just know it right now. Chalk it up. Jimmy Moore said on on uh, uh, Ella's show mm-hmm. that 
I'm going to fail. So when you fail the first time, oh, okay, he said this was going to happen. Let me try it again. And let that motivate you that by the third or fourth or fifth time, you're going to have this so nailed, you're going to thank me later. Well, and I guess I should be celebrating, and I, I hope that this is encouraging to everyone joining us right now, Jimmy, but um, I should probably, instead of worrying about what I'm not doing, I should probably celebrate the fact that, you know, I'm in my clothes comfortable, and it's been like mm-hmm. 10 days of just following sort of the, the what you, what is commonly known as intermittent fasting protocol, um, yes. which is really, to me, again, just condensing my eating window. That's really all it is. And I accidentally lost, you know, I don't know because I don't, I'm not measuring, but I, I'm just so much more comfortable and my stomach isn't so pooched out and I just feel like, I feel like myself again. So, so what I'm thinking is, because again, the reason I want to do three days is not because, um, I'm trying to lose 20 pounds in three days and fit into a dress or something. The reason I want to do three days is because I want to witness what happens with my digestive disorder, whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to do it now and I'm going to have to share it with everybody. I'm, I'm going to have to get the listeners to do it with me, whoever. <laughs> Can I challenge you though, Ella, you're pushing this three, three day thing yeah. from my own experience doing a bunch of these longer fasts. Can you push it to at least five because and here's why can i call you <laughs> you can absolutely call me can i Please call you call every me. day and be like jenny help me <laughs> so day two is the hardest uh as, and and you're even saying day one is a little bit hard for you too six Mentally. hours after you start yeah, totally. so so i think making sure that your nutrition before you start fasting is such that you're completely nourished and satisfied and happy with whatever that nutrition is. So if you're already in a, I'm not saying you Ella, but I'm saying anybody listening, uh, if you're kind of in a deprivation mode where maybe you've had calories down, maybe try upping your fat a bit because that gives you such satiation and it already trains your body to start mobilizing fat for fuel from eating fat in your diet. So up the fat, maybe cut down the carbs a little bit in the days leading up to a fast, Mm. then day one will be very easy because you'll already kind of be in that fat burning mode and your body will respond accordingly and not give you those, those deep, dark, intense, uh, signals. Day two though will be hard. So day two, grab you some bone broth and put a little sea salt in it and just get through day two. And once you get past day two, day three, four, and five are nirvana. And so if you're only going to go three days, you're only experiencing one day of that nirvana. And I'm saying challenge yourself that maybe once you get to three and you're like, well, dang, Jimmy Moore said it's this good like the rest of the week. Give it a try. And I want to hear how your results are, Ella. Oh, that sounds I mean, you've definitely got my attention. And I'm sitting here thinking I'm like. I need a support group. Um. <laughs> well, there actually is a support group online. Uh, my co-author, Dr. Jason Fung, it was inspired by him. It was people that followed his okay. work. They actually created a Facebook group, and it's going to sound funky. It's going to sound like a kung fu fighting. <laughs> Fung Shui is the name of it. So Fung, F-U-N-G, uh-huh. last word, S-H-W-E-I-G-H, Feng Shui. Got it. Go look them up on Facebook, and it's a bunch of us. I'm a, I'm a part of that group, obviously, and we're all doing various kinds of fasts, from intermittent fasting to these really long uh, extended fasts. Okay, so let me use the last bit of our time together, Jimmy, to ask you just a bunch of rapid-fire questions about sure. that, because you mentioned bone broth, which I love. So yes. it, it, if, if one were to undergo this... 
Yes, no. Water, yes, and plenty of it, correct? Yes, water, water, and more water. And what do you add to your water ever? You know, I, I just love straight up water. I know people are like, well, do you, can you put like lemon or lime? Yes, you can. I just don't like doing that. I just love pure water. But yeah, you can put lemon or lime. Um, and we even put in the book that if you want to make kind of a mix of like cucumber and maybe some berries, just don't eat the berries. Uh, oh, uh, to, just like the to, fruit water thing? Yeah, to make gotcha. a little fruit water or vegetable water with cucumbers. So yeah. Okay. And bone broth. So a fast that involves bone broth, I can yes. get down with that. <laughs> well, there you go. And see, a hard and fast fast, so to speak, uh, would be nothing but water. But Dr. Fung has done this with enough patients to know that's not pragmatic for most of the population. So give them options. And one of the options that he really loves because of the, get this Ella, gut health benefits mm -hmm. of bone broth is adding bone broth because a cup of bone broth has about 40 calories. Sure, it's got a little bit of protein in it um, and some other things, but it's got a lot of micronutrition in it. And when you and when you fill it up with some sea salt, you're actually helping to balance some of your electrolytes. So some people get headaches and they feel fatigued, especially on that day two that we were talking about that's hell. Get past day two and the way you can do that is with the bone broth. Okay, that's inspiring because that just sounds, that, that sounds like it can help you with the mind game. Yes, um, it really and, does. Yeah, and we've talked about bone broth on the show before. And so for those of you who don't have a farmer locally, like I do, God bless her, um, we you can order it if you're in the U.S. anyway. Sorry, guys. But if you're in the U.S., you can have it shipped straight to your door by my friends at Kettle and Fire. So I will share that too. Um, I've had that bone broth. It is good. Yeah, right? And they're so great. But so, so that could get you through kind of day one and day two, and then maybe you can dial it back a bit. But here's my favorite thing that you say in the whole book. Mm -hmm. You say that it's conceivable that you could have black coffee and even yes. kombucha. Even kombucha. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when I did my 17 and a half day fast in September last year, I actually had kombucha, uh, one to two bottles of kombucha every single day. Did you really? And you didn't? And I tested I mean, my blood sugar. I, I tested my blood sugar. I tested my blood ketones to make sure fat burning was happening and to make sure that, that blood sugar and insulin wasn't being spiked. And it was not, even though there's dun, dun, dun sugar in it, mm -hmm. it didn't affect me during the fast. Now this particular fast I'm doing now, I'm doing mostly water. I've had exactly one cup of bone broth in the 12 days. So, uh, I, I think it's one of those things. Again, you'll work your way where you don't need those things anymore, but if it helps you, you will get benefits from it. Drink the kombucha, drink the bone broth. Those things will get you through it and you'll get to the point where it'll become second nature to fast. Okay. So I could have like a cup of, listen to me. Do you, you understand? I'm just trying to get around all the rules, obviously. Of course. <laughs> but here's the thing, Ella, here's the thing. With fasting, there are no rules. Well, I love that because just don't eat exactly. And you said, and you said, people say to me all the time, "What do I do if I'm starving, hungry?" And your answer, uh, <laughs> eat something. Yay! <laughs> There's no prize, right? No. There's no prize, and and that was really important to me too because again, that all or nothing mindset backfires on me all the time. Um, and other people, of course, have expressed the same thing. But you know, a morning where you can have a cup of black coffee um, 
and or, or with a splash of cream in it even oh my goodness get yeah we're out. throwing some cream in there just a splash of cream and that's perfectly fine the one thing that dr fung is very adamant about though no sweeteners so no yeah. nasty tame as i call it the aspartame is nasty tame uh no splenda no, not even stevia or erythritol mm-hmm. you're just you're just not wanting to stoke any kind of of hunger or craving, and those things would definitely do that. So stay away from those, but keep in mind, this is the anti-diet. You know, diets fail, and that's one central theme we talk about in the book. Diets fail because all of those macronutrients will raise insulin. What's the only thing that is surefire to keep insulin down every single time it's tried? It's fasting. You make a very, very compelling case, and since you volunteered to let me cry out to you, I'm yes, please do. super interested. In we'll that. need to record those. <laughs> no, I, Jimmy, it's hurting. Help. Why? Help, on, um, take me away. I'll be like, no, you know that other F word? <laughs> yes, I'll hear a few of those. <laughs> well, so this is, this is something that if I do it, I'll document it for everybody for Sure. But guys, I'm not, I'm, I'm not ready to commit, but I'll talk to you about it. I'll keep talking to you about it. Um, but I have never been as at peace with the idea before. And again, I just want to stress, I'm doing this because I'm finally getting results and I want to feel great again. And, and I think, do I really not have the, the, the willpower, for lack of a better word, to try and t- take care of myself, even through what some would consider extreme measures, to just, just try it? I mean, just try it for a short term. And if it worked, amazing. And if it didn't, what did I lose? It doesn't cost anything. (laughs) Exactly. It's the freest diet you'll ever do. Well, there are several people, Jimmy, who should not fast. And I just want to get this out there in the world because you're super clear about this. So it goes without saying, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, like just no. That's exactly right. No, not nah to the ah to the no, no, no. As, Please, as trainer would say, if you have a child who you think needs to lose body fat, no. People under nah eighteen, to the, ah to the no, no, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then those who are already malnourished or underweight. And I want to point out, there's a big fat line between yes. underweight and malnourished. You can be over fat and still be malnourished. Can you speak yes. to that? Yeah, I mean, people are out there and they eat junk food all the time. And so they're not getting the nutrition that they need. And that's why I keep saying just eat real food as kind of a basis, because if you're not doing that already, your body's already probably sending you weird signals of, hey, dude, eat. And you've got plenty of fat on your body. You've got plenty of of availability to to uh, to use up energy for for energy that's mm-hmm. on your body, but you can't tap into it because you're malnourished, and you're malnourished because you're not getting those vitamins and nutrients you need. So, fasting helps with that, but it's very painful going from that state to not eating at all, and and that's why you probably need to get those nutrients up first. That's why that's so critical. So definitely eat a real foods based nourishing nutrient dense diet and do that for a little while before you even think about fasting. 
Such an important point, Jimmy. Thank you. And then there are some other conditions that if you have these conditions that you articulate in the book, then fasting is maybe not for you. And that would be things like gout or if you're taking medications that are critical to your good health and then type one or type two diabetes, you know, you would yes. need a medical physician to be monitoring that. And then and then if you have gastro reflux, that's another uh, another group that you guys exclude from doing this without any supervision. So I just I just wanted to point out that qualifier and tell people that neither Jimmy nor I are your doctor um, and we can't speak to your specific health needs. Um, But what I love about the work that you do, Jimmy, and what I love about this guide, which is really what it is, that you've given us is you've explained how we can heal ourselves through a method that may be trendy right now, but we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater because quite frankly, the fasting protocols that you draw from here are, are ancestral. I mean, they've been around in religions and, yes. and cultures for millennia. Yeah, and that, and it's one of those things we've always, in most of human history, had periods of fasting and periods of feasting. And so you offset feasting, and feasting is an important part of our cultural norms. So enjoy Christmas, enjoy uh, those times together. But we're not meant to have the festival and the feasting every single day. Day. So you offset those periods of feasting with some fasting. And so it's very normal. It's a very natural thing. And until big food came along in the last 50 years and told us that we had to eat every three hours until that happened, we did this naturally. Let's go back to that old way and we'll get to the health of our great grandparents that way. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much. And thank you for the fasting tips that you include in here for the different protocols you can follow so that you don't have to do what I do, which is like try to do it all at the same time. Um, (laughs) How's that working for you? I know. I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I made it six hours, Jimmy. I'm really proud of that. Six whole hours. Good job. (laughs) When I was trying to do zero, I made it to six hours. When I stopped trying, you know, I I had a 24 hour fast the other day without trying just because I, I had this big salad with egg on it, like just great meal at 3.30 p.m. And then I didn't eat the next day until, you know, say 3 or 3.30. Then I was like, oh, I just did a 24-hour fast. Look at me. Healthy Um, fats and nourishing vitamins and all of that big old salad that you had. That's a good lesson uh, learned. Well, you point out uh, with this schedule in the in the book, the 36-hour fasting protocol, the 42-hour fasting protocol, and then, of course, you detail out these longer fasts. Um, I can't wait to talk more about this with my people, and I thank you so much for coming on and introducing us to the healing benefits of fasting, Jimmy. Well, and thank you, Ella. Your work is amazing, and I'm, I'm proud to be a fellow podcaster with you. Thank you, sir. Um, I'll be calling you. <laughs> You might want to change your number. Call me. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Bye now. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com, where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.